0: Let's give each other a lot of uh, faith and exhortation, so turn to somebody and say as convincingly as you can, oh, this is going to be great. If you're feeling a little edgy, a little prophetic, you can turn to the person on the other side of you and say, this is going to be great for you because... Uh, You've got to use your, your head a little bit. <coughs> Who had a good one? Who had a good because? Who had a good because? So this is gonna be great for you because, who had one? Anyone? It's Thursday. Hey. It's Thursday, inside joke. Because <laughs> triers always start things on Thursday. Like this is the time to make, to make the move. That's good. Anybody else have a good because? This is gonna be great for you because it's your first time in Hawaii. This is Steve, I just met him. Friend of the friend of the schoolings from China, love it. Mike, it's going to be because, just, because. just because it's gonna be good for you because just because, yeah. So argue with that. <laughs> exactly, it just is. Jordan's shirt's so it's gonna be great for you because Jordan's shirt is so pretty. <laughs> says my fashion consultant. William, he's trying to talk me into getting highlights in my hair. No, not doing it. Natural gray highlights. I worked a long time on these. All right, this is gonna be great. Uh, you're, you're feeling good, you're, you're, uh, your limbs are loose, but let's do a warm-up question to get your brain loose. What's something that you would recommend? And let's not be all highfalutin about it, like, oh, I would recommend Jesus. Not, no, not yet, don't go there yet. Just like, just something you recommend, some product, some activity, or some experience that you would recommend. Robin. Adding lemon juice to your water. Uh. R- Robin, Robin would recommend adding lemon juice to your water. Now why? It because it detoxifies. It makes you feel good. Okay, there you go. All right, what else? You got a recommendation? Beth. Banan. What's that? Banan. Banan. Don't even know what that is. Banon is like the, it's like the yogurt thing. Yeah, it's vegan. It's vegan. It's ve- I should know this. <laughs> and you would you would recommend banan because it's healthy and delicious. Healthy and delicious. Yeah, Eunice. Dark meat. Dark meat. <laughs> I'd recommend you hang out with Beth. Yeah, I won't even go there. Any better recommendations? <laughs> better recommendations, Erica? Play every day. You'd recommend to play every day. Yeah, all right. What else? Yeah. You'd recommend a Sozo shot because this is going to be good. Recommend a Sozo session because you had a life-changing Sozo session this year. Uh, now, do you believe these people? Yeah. Do you? How'd you like that Sozo recommendation? You believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Would you try banana now? Would you be more likely to try it as you as you as you drove by? Yeah? Yeah? Uh, anybody going to try putting lemon juice in their water now? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> recommendations are powerful things. Now, why, why, would, you, why would you take that recommendation? Uh, just, because, just because Robin said it. Because you trust these people. You know what strikes me is that we accept recommendations even when we don't trust people. Like we have no reason to trust them, right? The company Amazon was built on this principle, right? It's like, it's huge. It's like the king company now, amazon.com. It started with books, those of you who are old enough to remember this. And, and the reason Amazon started was because it could distribute books and put online recommendations. You remember when Amazon was simple? Does anybody remember this? And it was a community of recommendations. It was a community software package. I remember, I was in the business back when this started. And instead of just buying a book at a bookstore, you would go online and you would read all the recommendations, and then they did a very clever thing. They started to rank recommenders. Uh, It's like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about, this woman knows what she's talking about, she's done a lot of recommendations. Advertisers for decades have understood the power of recommendations, which is why whatever you're going to buy these days has some sort of recommendation in it. You know, it's like you're going to buy, I don't know, a new air fryer and it has a recommendation from some guy named Rick in Ohio. But they stick that on there even though you have no idea who Rick is and you've never been to Ohio perhaps. Um, um, but but you're more likely to believe in the product as a a result. Why is that, do you suppose? Very proven psychological principle. Why is it? It's personal. Why does that make a difference? You're right. because somebody had experience with it. And we are programmed to trust experience more than we are programmed to trust, I don't know, science or objective data. Uh, I think we're seeing that in our culture in a large way, right? Um, What counts is people's experience. And to me, it just seems like a, a worked up level of what we've all known to be true, that we trust experience more than we trust other sorts of information. That's just part of being a a relational species, you know, and there's a lot of healthy stuff about that, I think, although it can be manipulated. I think there's a ton of healthy stuff about it. Uh, That word recommendation is kind of like a testimony, but it's a little bit more than that. It's like, to me, a good recommendation would be, uh, a a testimony would be like, I put lemon juice in my water in the morning, and it really made me feel great because it detoxifies my blood. You would love it. And it's that last bit, right, that is the recommendation. I recommend that you do the same thing. I recommend that you try a sozo session. Uh, I recommend that you eat some banana. I recommend you don't hang out too much with Eunice at lunchtime. (laughs) Ah, Eunice is a good cook, just, just wayward, that's all. <laughs> um, it's, it's an experience, a product, or activity that you liked, but that you have vision for somebody else liking, right? And we call those things recommendation. Um, just a, a commendation, but a, a recommendation. So it's like testimony plus, right? It's a, it's a description of an experience. It's sharing plus. A little, a little recommend. Um, we're doing this series on uh, spreading the kingdom, gathering people, and just being good witnesses uh, uh, for the kingdom of God in the world. And I'd recommend God to, to anybody. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of what I do. Um, but, but I'd recommend God out of my experience with God. You know, and that's how I make it personal. As Elton was saying. So I. Typically, I'd put it some, some, in some way like this. I'd recommend God to anybody who thinks there might be something beyond the veil in life and is willing to think for herself or himself. If you're willing to think for yourself and you think there might be something behind what you see typically in the world, I'd recommend God to you. That's how I'd put it. Because I have a lot of experience that kind of suggests those particular angles on my testimony. I'd recommend this church to anybody uh, who wants to actually investigate and exercise faith, as opposed to just ticking off boxes of belief. If you're kind of come to Blue Water, it's like you're coming to a gymnasium, right? If you want your faith to actually do stuff um, and you want your investigation of faith to actually go somewhere Experiential, then I would recommend Blue Water Tea. you think that's fair? That's not, it's not a bad sort of encapsulation of why somebody would recommend our, our church. I was talking to my daughter this week, who's away at college. She's coming home for Thanksgiving, which we're very excited about. So we miss her a lot. She'll be at Sonia's album release party. Um, she uh, is you know, as freshmen do in college, she's meeting a lot of new people and she was, uh, she's in this uh, improvisational comedy sketch group, Um, the name is Hello Shovelhead (laughs) College. Evidently it's like, it's a super long tradition there or something. so she was just hanging out with these people, and uh, she goes uh, to uh, a school with a lot of uh, lapsed Catholics, it's in New England, and uh, and like so everybody there was that, and somehow they got talking about uh, uh, religion and what makes churches what they are, and she started talking about Blue Water, and somehow uh, this, the subject of supernatural healing came up, and she, uh, and nobody in her group, had ever heard of such a thing, which is extraordinary. Um, and so she just started telling them about Blue Water and about stories of healing that we have. And there was a kid there who had had a long standing injury that he got uh, through, I think it's climbing, some sort of athletics. And so he said, sort of snidely, uh, So I'd go to your church and I'd get my hand healed. And she said, uh, Well, at my church, they would try, which I thought was a great Blue Water thing to say, right? Uh, and then the conversation went on and then she said so uh, just today dad uh, He texted me and asked me to go go to church with me tomorrow like he initiated that he wants to go to a church and and have somebody try healing uh, on his injury uh, I Hope that's why I hope he's not just <laughs> Scamming on my daughter It's like the boy the boys have been circling her quite a bit But she was calling me and, and telling this story. Like, this is happening to her all the time. She's just like, she's taken, I don't know how many uh, kids, I got this, kids, students to church with her and been a great uh, life changer for some people already in just the first few months of her college career. But she called me because, like, uh, she's trying, still trying to find a, a good church, and she found one that she thinks is okay. But she said, I don't know if they do healing there, Dad. <laughs> I've talked this guy into coming. So I told her, well, honey, you go to the church, so they do healing now. (laughs) She said, you're right, you're right. Um, Recommendations, right? They'd never heard about this thing, but because some girl they just recently met recommends a try, uh, this guy's willing to text her up and... uh, and volunteer to go uh, with her. Like Personal recommendations are incredibly powerful things, unreasonably powerful things in our life and in our culture. I wanted to share, uh, there, I mean, there's so many verses in Scripture about being a witness and testifying and stuff like that, right? So I'm uh, just going to read a few verses from a story that, um, that some of us uh, went through rather recently in, 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 a, in a recent sermon, but it's the end of a story that um, I suspect is familiar to a lot of people, so it's convenient for us to use this morning. It's this John chapter 4, verses 39 through uh, 42. And so the context of this story is uh, Jesus' conversation with a woman at a well. Uh, Jesus is a Jew. He's chatting to a Samaritan woman in the middle of the day at this well, where she has gone to draw water in a territory that is not Israel proper it's just outside of Israel proper and Jews hate samaritans cuz samaritans are they're uh, like well they're ethnic racial half-breeds they were Jews who married into the surrounding tribes and when they married into the surrounding tribes they gave up on their religion and they accepted sort of a, sort of an adulterated form of the religion. So the Jews considered them kind of like traitors and they abandoned the true faith, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of animosity between Jews and Samaritans and Samaritans have sided with the tribes against them. Long history, but Jesus is having this conversation with the Samaritan woman alone, which is very socially improper, uh, particularly back in those days. And it turns out the woman is a very disreputable woman which is why she's at the well at midday, instead of going with the other village ladies in the morning. uh, She's had five husbands, and she's living with a guy who's not her husband. Basically, she just shacks up with any guy that she can to kind of make her way through the world in that patriarchal society. women had a a tough time, unless they had a, a man in their lives. So this is an example of a woman who's making her way by just shacking up with guys. Uh, So pretty broken woman, pretty messed up woman, pretty disreputable woman, socially ostracized woman, right? People in her village think so poorly of her that she has to do her work by herself apart from everyone. That's the backup. That's the backdrop, rather. And Jesus basically gives her the living water speech. It's like, I know where you can get living water that satisfies you forever. He declares himself to be the Messiah, the promised one that Samaritans had heard about not just the Jews knew about the Messiah coming, but the Samaritans did as well. It's the first time in all, any of the Gospels that Jesus reveals his identity as Messiah to anyone. And he's picked this pseudo prostitute type woman to receive that declaration, which is just vintage Jesus, right? Just like, it's just, he totally, uh, that's, t- that's his way to pick the, the dishonored to receive honor. That's kind of how he he rolls. We all know that uh, about him. So this woman uh, gets her world shifted in this single conversation with Jesus in the middle of the day. Jesus' disciples come back, and they're like, what the heck are you doing talking to this woman? So there's a little uh, social awkwardness there in that moment. And the woman takes her jar of water, goes back to the village and then tells everybody what happened. Uh, And we pick up the story at the end of the passage. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did, because he had given her a prophetic word. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. It's like this whole village comes to this place of faith and understanding that at this point in the gospels, no one else in the world had come to it's just extraordinary. Like The whole village like, recognizes Jesus as the, quote, Savior of the world, which is kind of a big, a big deal. I mean, major revelation. And there's levels of belief. Many of the fam- Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony, because the woman came back and said, hey, you got to meet this guy. He, like, he tells me stuff about me he has no reason to know, and he seems really cool. And the whole village goes out to investigate him for themselves because of what she said. And then having their conversations with Jesus, they're like, yeah, he's the savior of the world. So they were set up by this woman's recommendation. You should go see him, man. And... Then they came to this super high-level revelation. So this whole Samaritan village had come to Jesus, which at that point, no Jewish village had even come to Jesus. So just an extraordinary story. And I've said this many times. You've heard me say it many times. Whenever you read a Bible story, if you want to understand it well, always ask yourself, what bugs me about this story? So what bugs you about this story? What bugs me about this story is that the village accepts her recommendation so easily. Because as I took pains to express during explaining the backdrop of this passage, like she was a disreputable woman, right? She was like, they disliked her so much, they ostracized her so much that she couldn't do her chores with the other village ladies, right? She had to do it at midday. The only one she had to talk to was this foreign guy who showed up at the well. And she gave him grief, actually, if you know the conversation. She was embittered. She was alone. She was promiscuous. She was super down on herself, I I would imagine, Uh, ashamed. And when preachers teach this story, they usually teach it as, well, look how bold she became after one honest interaction with Jesus. You should be bold in the same way. It's a great sermon. Uh, my sermon is like, why would the village believe her? Right? They were programmed to not believe her. There is no reason whatsoever that this woman should have the power of recommendation. And so the takeaway point is, how much more so do you have the power of recommendation in, in your lives with people that you know? Because you, by and large, are pretty good people other than Eunice and whose <laughs> recommendations you should never take. <laughs> but most of you are, are, are kind of... you're good human beings. I mean, you, know, you're more or less likable. I'm probably one of the least likable people in this room. Your recommendations are extraordinarily powerful if you make them. Right? If if you make the recommendation. So, that's the point I want to stress today. A recommendation is different than an invitation. A recommendation is different than just a testimony share. Let me tell you about what happened in my life. Testimony. Let me tell you about what happened in my life and how it can happen in your life if you do X. Recommendation. This is what you should do. Uh, Here's an invitation card to our Christmas concert. Invitation. Hey, you should come to this Christmas concert. Every year, it's just amazing. I I never know what's going to happen, but it's just fun. You want some joy in your life, you should come to this thing. It, It feels really unique. Recommendation. You see the difference? You see the difference? And I think the recommendation stuff is the key. Because you will believe a recommendation from Rick of Ohio. Right? Because we're programmed to. Are you following me? So I just want to encourage you. This is a very encouraging story to me uh, for that reason. If you recommend it, they will come. But you have to recommend it. You have to do that little extra thing. And that's what I really think it means to be witnesses for the kingdom. Uh, A verse that everybody hears me quote every time we do the Holy Spirit retreat is, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. And... uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It's a promise that Jesus makes to his disciples just before he goes to heaven. And he leaves them the Holy Spirit to empower their, their witnesses, their testimony. Um, the Holy Spirit gives a little more, little more power, a little more mana in their words. and and he tells them to go out and recommend the kingdom of God to everyone in in the world. Our role is to be witnesses. I prefer the term recommenders. You know what that word witness is in in Greek? It's matus. It's the word from which we get martyr. The word martyr doesn't mean like dead guy. The word martyr means witness, a sharer, uh, or in this case a recommender because if you're willing to be killed because of the story you tell, you're recommending the truth of the story, aren't you? Um, you've, you've, put your, you've put your life uh, where your message is. I think a good recommendation has prophecy in it. Here's what I mean by that. Come, you'll love it. What I've done is I've made a prediction there. Right? I've made a, a prophetic declaration. This is going to be great. That's what I've said to you in one way, shape, or form. This is what you need. And I try to do that convincingly, as you tried to do uh, earlier in our little faith exercise. You're predicting a blessing for someone. If someone gets involved with God, you are predicting they will be blessed. If someone comes to your church, you are predicting they will be changed. If someone comes to something like our Christmas concert, you are predicting uh, that their hearts will be elevated. Uh, It's powerful. And it's such a simple thing to do. Uh, I've been trying to make uh, friends at the, I belong to this little sailing club and I'm meeting all of these guys. A lot of them are uh, middle-aged guys like me. And some of them are uh, kind of isolated in in life. And I was talking to one of them uh, recently and I invited him to one of our functions. Uh, And uh, I said, oh, you ought to come. They'd love you is what I is what I said. I didn't even think about it too much. Oh you should come and they'd love you. They'd love you. Um, and uh, when I said you should come he was like uh and I said and they'd love you. You should have seen his posture change. He's like I will come like just like that. That's what he said. Uh, because I am predicting you know love and affection and acceptance and stuff like that to this, you know, this crotchety uh, middle aged guy like me. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and therefore, he's willing to accept my testimony about it, I think. Um, you know, I seem like a, a good recommender to him. just makes the difference. Uh, and I would like to recommend that strategy to you. I would like to recommend that you make recommendations because you are overqualified to do it. You know, you're all overqualified to do it. And this is the season to do it, isn't it? This is the season for it. This is one time of the year where the world actually helps us a little bit. Um, not entirely, but, but there's something going on. Um, and I believe my recommendations. You know, my, my friend shows up in a group filled with blue water people, they will love him. You guys are great at that. You're great at it. Uh, you sit next to anyone in church, this might be your first time today. And you have a conversation with the person next to you, it will be a good conversation. Right? These are really, really good people. I trust, I trust you to fulfill my predictions. And of course, I trust God to fulfill my predictions. I recommend God to people. I recommend God to you if you're checking out God for the first time because, oh, let's see, he can provide you with eternal life, uh, which is kind of a big deal. Nobody talks about that anymore. Uh, I feel like the church used to talk about eternity more than it does. But if you can recommend a path to eternal life, that's kind of a big deal. That kind of like solves everything, if you can do that. So uh, I I want us to to get comfortable doing it. Uh, And I can recommend God unto eternal life because my experiences with God have been real enough that I think the stories surrounding God are probably real. I think the promises surrounding God are probably real. And one of the things we're promised through scripture is eternal life. I'll discuss this idea of eternity and eternal life uh, soon in an upcoming sermon, because it's not so hard to believe in as it used to be. Like scientifically, timelessness is not so hard to believe in anymore. Uh, for those of you who geek out on, on high end physics like me. I can't, I can't do high-end physics, but I geek out on it. It's never been easier to believe in the ancient writings. Um, I really enjoy super ancient history and stuff like that. And The story has never been more validated uh, than it is uh, today, and so I will enjoy talking about it when I get there. So I recommend God uh, for anyone interested in living forever. I think that's important. I also recommend that you learn to walk with God, um, as I have uh, for some decades now. If you really go for it, if your life will, will seem weird, and it will often seem hard, but it will also seem kind of amazing to you. That's my recommendation. I will leave it there, but that's the sort of recommendation that I give to people. Uh, if you learn to relax in it and trust in it, you will become inexplicably powerful in certain ways. I can recommend that uh, with a full, full heart. Do you believe me? Like when I say that, does it seem believable to you? Because you're biologically triggered to believe it when I make a recommendation. And I'm going to use that uh, in the world. I recommend other things that we're doing. Of course, I recommend the Christmas concert because I do think it's going to be awesome. This is our 13th year. I have no idea what's going to happen in the Christmas concert. I'm pretty sure there will be a choir singing Silent Night. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure some of it will be in Hawaiian. That's about all I know. Uh, the kids are going to do some sort of really cute kids pageant. And then uh, in between, there's going, to be, there's going to be some dancing, I think. There's going to be some creative music. Is there gonna be any reggae? I think, so. I think so. Yeah, I heard it. I, like, I, I hear rumors, but even I think we're calling it Jolly Jawaiian reggae. Jolly Jawaiian reggae music. That's the whole thing. Okay. Well, this is the thing about the Christmas concert. Right? Like you don't know until you show up, and you're like, ah, traditional hymn, and then the next thing that hits you is Jawaiian Christmas. Oh carols. You don't know. Uh, so you should come because it's going to be super entertaining and, and uh, it's really going to fill your spirit. You should come. Do you believe me? Yeah. Of course you believe me. right? Anybody would. That's, that's my point. I'd recommend that you come to uh, Sonia's album release party, uh, which is next Sunday. I think in, I sent out an email where I mentioned, I think I said Saturday, which is a very Jordan thing to do, but it's actually on Sunday. And, and you should sign up so there is subs- sufficient alcohol. I think that was Quack's emphasis. <laughs> and his, his now there's going to be some wine and stuff. Uh, but that's going to be really fun. I went to an art opening that Erica participated in this week. She's an art teacher. And uh, it was really cool. It was really fun. But, like, we have such an amazing community of creativity. Like, the Christmas concert is going to show this. Like, we have... Uh, this, this, uh, I'm middle-aged and this is my wife I won't say that she's middle-aged but I'm middle-aged and this is my wife and she's releasing an album like who does that? Blue Water people do it and stuff like it all the time uh, and it's like man you want, you want some interesting music some interesting creativity you want to catch a creative spirit and the spirit of try you gotta come to this thing just just come all right do you believe me of course you do uh you're wired uh to believe me um i you should come to my ohana group if you're not in an ohana group uh because my ohana group is awesome right yeah word yes uh because you know we do things and stuff get happens and and we're moving with the spirit and uh and then everybody is just friendly and and you you know you it's real. And that's my Ohana group, which might not be the best one in the church. There are some other cool ones as well. Um, it's just mine happens to be the one that I know best. Um, and so, if you're not in one of those, uh, you should definitely come. Um, I recommend uh, Ted's film, *The Wind and the Reckoning*. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> I met some random person in my neighborhood yesterday, and I mentioned uh, the film to them. Uh, and uh, one of them had already heard about it and seen it. This is a random person that I met. Uh, What an interesting community we have. There's like fantastically creative. You want to be inspired, hang out with Blue Water. Do you believe me? Of course you do. And that's something that you can recommend uh, in all good conscience as well. Man, so much good stuff happening with our keiki and youth groups. I can't even, I, just st- stunning, right? So many good stories of kids doing remarkable things and spiritually sound things. And, and they come up through our youth group and they go off to college and they just like convert people in their first three months, you know? This is what's happening for our daughter. So you want your kids to really get health in their life. Get them into our keiki program. Our, our, uh, our youth program, you know, for sure. Do you believe me? Of course you do. And you guys can make all of these recommendations as well because you are powerful recommenders. You're powerful recommenders. Now turn to somebody and say, this is going to be great. Father God, I, um, I pray, as we have so often prayed of late, that uh, you would empower us to be salt and light in the world uh, and that our recommendations would change the world around us. Uh, we are powerful people with a powerful message. The thing that makes us powerful is that which we recommend, that which we have discovered. That which is full of life and creativity and meaning. And we thank you that you have gathered us up in this. In Jesus' name, everybody says,